0: Hello, Letterman Row watchers, listeners, followers, readers. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bermanology on Letterman Row. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Got a special guest today: former Ohio State standout, current Washington Redskins standout, first-team All Rookie. <laughs> oh man, Terry McLaurin. Terry, thank you for uh, taking some time and joining. Uh, letterman Monroe for this episode special. i mean you, you know you know i'm fond of you you're one of my all-time favorites uh of Appreciate from people it. that i got to know covering recruiting and i was thinking about it earlier today we've now known each other for like seven years yeah i know that's a third of your life
1: <laughs> i know that's crazy they say if you uh know somebody over like six or seven years then they have a good chance to be a lifetime Lifetime
0: friend, so. Well, I don't know there if we we're going to get that far, but <laughs> I like you. I don't know if I like you that much. Um, Terry, your season in Washington, obviously you guys didn't have a, a, a the type of year you wanted from a winning standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a program that's built on a lot of young guys like yourself and Dwayne. You, I don't want to say took the NFL by surprise, but you did, mm-hmm. right? I mean.
1: Yeah.
0: Did it surprise you? At all, how how this rookie campaign went for you? Because, uh, you know, I I think that you know that you're a hardworking dude and you're talented, Mm -hmm. but did it go better than you thought it would go?
1: Um, To say I would, you know, be all rookie, that was a goal of mine. I knew that was kind of based on where I fit in the offense, of the team that drafted me. But, I mean, going through the whole process, I felt like I was prepared. I felt like I was a guy who – um, was asked to do certain things at Ohio State, and I excelled well at those things. And um, it helped us win a lot of games. I don't regret my role at all being a special teams guy, a leader, and a guy who can make big plays. But, um, you know, I knew if I got a chance to kind of really showcase my, my abilities more, I feel like I could be a number one um, or a top receiver in this league. Um, now, I knew a lot of work was going to come with that, but I've been praying really hard and working even harder uh to make it happen. So I was fortunate to be in a situation with um, you know, the Redskins where um, you know, they've had some injuries in the past and there was just an opening for a young guy to step up and I saw myself, once I knew I was going to be there uh draft night, I saw myself as an opportunity to come in and help. And it didn't I didn't necessarily come in and be like, hey, I'm about to be the number one right off the bat, but how things transpired and I just wanted to help the team and um, you know, the rest was history.
0: Do you know how many catches you had in your Ohio State career? total yep um not not a whole lot 75 whole lot. 75 catches <laughs> 75 <laughs> catches in 4 years at ohio state yeah uh and a total of just over 1250 yards in your career wow uh in your rookie season in washington yeah. you finished with 58 catches 919 yards seven touchdowns mm-hmm. and how many t- how many punts did you down at the 1 yard line this year in Washington?
1: That was the ironic part. I didn't play it down to special teams this year. Um, I came in willing and ready, but, um, you know, I was producing so much on the offensive side of the ball, um, you know, I started being our number one wide receiver. So that was a little different, but I always was in contact with our special teams coach, and I was still learning special teams um, throughout the season.
0: How hard is that? I mean, you know, you spent the last four years – at ohio state and the, the the message is very simple the best mm-hmm. players play on special teams if, right. it, it, that is your job to help the team win in that role and mm-hmm. like you get to washington don't you want to do that stuff still i mean you because it always looked to me like when you're you know playing on the gun or on punt punt mm-hmm. return and stuff like you seem like you were enjoying it right
1: mm-hmm. uh, I've always been a guy of uh, embraced whatever role it was so um once they determined I wasn't going to be necessarily needed on special teams and I focused solely on being the uh, our best receiver and that's what I wanted to be for our, our team at Ohio State we had a multitude of weapons so that was just a little bit different I was not necessarily asked to be the guy but um, I was a guy who made some plays and um, if I could help on special teams I was going to do that because I knew the importance of it um, on the course over over the course of a game
0: you your season obviously like I said it you started off on fire you kind of blew everyone's mind in the first two months of the year and then you know the NFL grind starts to happen yeah Dwayne Haskins obviously becomes your quarterback midway through mm-hmm. the year what did you see out of Dwayne from the first game that he came in to the last game of the season that mm-hmm. helps you feel confident that he's going to be the guy moving forward for you even though you know there's a new coach coming in and that kind of stuff yeah
1: well um you know I've I've have a unique perspective on Uh, Dwayne because I know him on a more of a personal level than some other people in our organization and then you know just out there as fans but um, you know we were together pretty much every day until the season started after camp being roommates and things like that but I mean to see his maturation from the first day of camp to where he ended off in the season um, was um, I mean spectacular it didn't catch me by surprise necessarily Um, playing that position is a lot different than coming in as a rookie wide receiver and starting that position is probably the hardest, not even probably the hardest position, in my opinion, on the field, um, especially as a rookie. And, uh, you know, when case went down, we had a, needed a guy to step up and just to see his maturation over time, he got better each and every week. The more reps he got uh, was really, um, what really turned the tide for him because being a backup, you don't necessarily get the same uh, looks as you would as if you're the starter.
0: Didn't isn't there a moment for you where you're like, oh my God, I have to be big brother again. Like, <laughs> is, did that get, were you, were you looking forward to yeah. that? Like you're both rookies, but here you are, mm-hmm. obviously you're, you, you have more of a veteran presence, but I don't know, just because no five years of, of college ball, as opposed to, to one mm-hmm. real year of playing for Dwayne, like, Mm-hmm. W- was that part of the Redskins organization, like yeah. thinking to say, "Hey Terry, you need to bring this guy along"? I, I don't want to speak for them. Yeah. Obviously, like I said, there has been some changes in the organization there, but mm-hmm. like, was that part of it? Um, I don't. I can't say that
1: officially, but um, I mean, hopefully, they saw myself as a guy who was a leader and respected amongst um, my peers at Ohio State and my quarterback Dwayne at the time. And you know, like you said, while we we're still rookies, I kind of have a um would say I have an old soul, so I kind of tried to encourage him as much as possible because, um, you know, our roles were different at Ohio State. And Now, you know, I was a starting receiver, but that's still my guy, and he wasn't necessarily starting yet, but he continued to work. He continued to try to keep his head down and get better, and I just tried to encourage him where I was, but at the same time, when I felt like, um, you know, he could do more and give us more, I was challenging him. I felt like he tried to do the same for me. Um, oftentimes, we kind of try to coddle the people that we care about, but honestly, uh, we just needed the truth. So he's told me the truth. I told him the truth um, in, in situations, and I can't be more proud of where he is.
0: Speaking – I mean, quarterbacks at Ohio State, you you came in with Braxton Miller as the guy you thought was going to be the starting quarterback of your freshman season. Right. Braxton tears his shoulder. JT steps up. JT breaks his ankle. Cardale mm-hmm. steps up. You win national championship. Cardell's the starter. Mm-hmm. Bre- then JT's the starter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Braxton's now playing wide receiver. JT gets uh, a silly ha- Halloween issue. Mm-hmm. Cardale's the starter. Two weeks later, mm-hmm. JT's the starter. <laughs> you have yeah. JT and then Dwayne and Joe Burrow. Like, mm-hmm. How hard was it for you guys in that wide receiver room? despite the fact that you had a lot of very mature guys like yourself, uh, Devin Smith, Mike Thomas, uh, Paris Campbell, Johnny Dixon. I mean, you had a lot of guys that Mm -hmm. I think were emotionally ready to handle all of the changes. But how difficult was it for you guys to deal with, like, the constant Mm -hmm. uncertainty about who the hell your quarterback was going to be every week?
1: Yeah, I mean, in the back of your mind is obviously there um, because you try to spend all the offseason that you get Um, away from your coaches building that chemistry and building that bond but at the same time we worked with all the quarterbacks that were ended up being starters at their time and we felt comfortable with whoever was going to be in there so in our mindset as receivers our job is to make the quarterback's job easy whoever that is so our coaches try to put that quarterback in the best situation to be successful play uh call plays to their strengths and as playmakers we just wanted to make uh the plays when they came really
0: who was the quarterback that you liked catching the football from the most? Either the way it came out of his hand, the yeah. way it hit yours, the way it's the way it spun. Who who was yeah. the guy that you were like that? That was the easiest ball to catch, or the you yeah. know preference. Um, I mean, I liked them
1: all for different reasons. I didn't really get to catch too much from Braxton, um, but you know, Cardell had that fast ball that can as soon as your head, as soon as you turn your head, it's going to be there. Um, Dwayne, I really like his, you know, his deep ball and the arc that he puts on it allows a fast guy like me to track it. And JT had that touch to fit it over that Mike linebacker and cover too. Um, or, you know, fit things in such a window that you're like, man, how do you do that? So, um, you know, you need all that in a, in a quarterback, and we really had a luxury of having it all.
0: I'm of the mindset that you and Johnny and Paris decided to return in 2018 because you knew you were going to have the chance to play with Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Um and and knew that that meant the offense at Ohio State could be changing a little bit. Uh, On Monday night, this past Monday, we watched Joe Burrow win a national championship and the guy that a lot of people thought um, was competing with Dwayne. What was it about Dwayne from your vantage point on the field as a teammate Mm -hmm. that gave him the the edge over Joe at that time? Because I think obviously a lot of fans are going to look back over these the last two years and, and what mm-hmm. could have been, what could have happened and what could have been different. Yeah. Why do you, uh, why was it that Dwayne was the guy?
1: Um, well, I felt like Coach Meyer, you know, felt like that was the best thing for the team. We felt like as receivers in the team, honestly, we couldn't lose. Like we knew if it was, it was Joe or Dwayne, we could not lose. And as receiver, that made us really excited. And, um, you know, I don't, I can't speak on personally with how the coaches felt, but we felt like they were neck and neck with the battle and then what was unfortunate was, you know, Joe was playing probably his best ball and he broke, I believe it was his wrist or his hand all in right. camp. And that kind uh, of you know, yeah, it threw everything off because um, everything was truly even in, and during that time period. And, you know, Joe's lose. I was on, the, on those reps at a period of time where we we're trying to get ready to win a game. And, you know, Dwayne just kept ascending. So it was nothing against Joe at all. Um, you know, it would have loved to see how it played out towards the end. But I felt like possibly the injury had something to do with it. Um, but Dwayne was um, a guy that we felt comfortable with um, going forward.
0: And, and Dwayne then goes in in Ann Arbor when JT gets yeah. hit by the camera mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 <laughs> and and wins the game uh, against yeah. Michigan. And then the rest is history. He throws 50, mm-hmm. five, 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. It's like – you, you wonder how do people complain about that? How do you right. e- even revisionist history, you can't be like, well, they made the wrong choice because right. he threw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, and then you get uh-huh. two years of Justin Fields. I
1: right. know you've
0: been back to Columbus. Have you had a chance to get to know Justin at all and this new group of mm-hmm. receivers? And what what's mm-hmm. been your impression of of the job that Brian Hartline has done with this new group? It's different. Yeah. Because you and KJ and Johnny and Paris, you guys were a veteran group when when uh, when Heartline took over for for Zach yeah. Smith. Uh, what have you seen out of this young group that that gives you confidence that your legacy is being carried on?
1: Uh, just the way they attack the little things like top ends and uh, catching jugs and blocking. I mean, those are three things I feel like um, right there just kind of show you the mentality of where it, what they stand for, blocking, being tough, and just the drills that they're working on to get better, the little things that may not show up, um, you know, in every game, but it may show up in the game that matters most. And I remember Coach Hartline promising Johnny, me, and Paris about um, keeping the culture the same as how we left it and uh, continue to build on it and make it stronger. And he promised to bring the best guys in and look at him He's doing that, and uh, that's a testament to him. I feel like it's a testament to the legacy um, that the three seniors um, left as well as the guys came before us. So, you don't want to take all the credit as well. Because um, when you walk in that room and the way it was set up, you see a whole bunch of greats on the back of the wall. If you've ever been there, and you, you all you you know, you learn like, wow, I really want to be that guy. I really want to be a part of that team or that room to be great. So, I feel like that expectation as well is in your mind before you even put on the hat to go to Ohio State. So, you already know, but Coach um, Hartline really enhances that even more. And he's been in our shoes, which gives him, um, you know,
0: immense credibility. Have you spoken to Chris Olave since the festival?
1: Uh, I have. Me and Chris have talked actually a lot um, since that time. And, um, um, you know, he's doing pretty good, but you uh, know he's down about what had happened. And Chris is always going to be a little brother to me. So, um, I mean, he's he's already working on next year, weight and all that. So
0: how do, how do you – I think it's impossible for people who haven't been – in that inner circle, like, mm-hmm. how does that conversation go? Because you know, as a receiver, right, what he's dealing with on that route,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: you know, he knows that he shouldn't have broke it off. Yeah, but like, you know, you're just trying to make a play, right? Like, uh, how do, how does that conversation go? I guess, and what is the mm-hmm. what's the brotherly advice, and and what's the peer to peer advice as a, as now yeah. a guy in the NFL making uh, big time catches in the league? Like, how right. how do you teach him from that?
1: Yeah, um, I didn't really get into specifics with him what he saw or anything like that, so I can't speak on that aspect of it. But in the receiver's mind, you're just trying to make a play at the end of the day. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you the look, I can't tell you the play or anything like that. But I know you got two guys, a guy like Justin, who was going to his favorite receiver um, that he has great success with Chris, and um, you know it just didn't work out on that play. You just hate for it to be in a critical moment like that, but. I have no doubt Justin will bounce back. Chris will bounce back even stronger um, because while well, I may not have a similar situation to Chris as that, but I've had some adversity. I just try to share him with, and um, you know, you got, you got to know you're always going to come back on the rise once you have taken a fall. And it seems like when you're riding high, it's easy to enjoy the highs and, and things like that. But are you still thankful for the lessons that you learn when you're down low? And that's why I really wanted to encourage him. And I know he'll, probably one of the top receivers next year in the whole country, as well as Justin being one of the top quarterbacks. So uh, I know that's going to fuel him and not take anything for granted and probably even give him even more attention to detail.
0: You had – when you enrolled early in, in January 2014, you were one of seven guys that came into your class. It was you mm-hmm. and Kurt, and Raekwon, Johnny, Stephen Collier, um, I think Kyle Trout. I don't know who else. Yeah. Um, that group – You guys became so important to the fabric of the program, which was rare because true freshmen Mm -hmm. coming in generally don't uh, include game changers or difference makers in a program. Right. This year, Ohio State now, uh, you know, two weeks ago, um, welcomed in 14 early enrollees, Mm -hmm. right? So 15% of the roster Mm -hmm. is now freshmen who enroll early including including four receivers Mm -hmm. how valuable was the early enrollment for you Mm -hmm. how challenging is that for guys to make an actual impact as a freshman Mm -hmm. and what is the advice or the life lesson that if you get a a chance to sit down and talk to uh julian fleming and g scott Mm -hmm. and jackson smith and jigba and mookie cooper and these other freshmen what, what what do you impart on them what's what's the advice
1: yeah, uh, well, I'm going to give a advice from my perspective because I didn't necessarily come in early. I came in the summer. But um, the difference that I saw in Curtis and Johnny's game and mine when I first got there was a difference. And you all have hopes and aspirations. And, you know, to be honest, the coaches try to get your mind right and, and your body right to, to get there and play right away in the summer. But those guys who could come in and play in the summer as a true freshman, tipped a hat. I tip my hat to them because you got to get adjusted to so much as well as classes and things like that, um, and then perform on a stage such as Ohio State. So I feel like that extra time does give those guys a um, a chance to get acclimated and um, be ready for, you know, spring ball to get a jump start. For camp, so yeah, I you, you like get that first opportunity yeah. to
0: play in the horseshoe, exactly, and, and know exactly. what 75 seventy-five, eighty thousand people for a practice feels like, exactly. But you know, do you wish that Cathedral would have had that opportunity for you? I mean, I know a lot of the private schools around the mm-hmm. country don't uh, offer yeah. that, and th- it does make a difference, right? I mean, that that's a game-changing yeah. moment for a freshman,
1: no doubt it is. And um but at the same time, I mean, I felt like when I first got that, I really wanted to come early, and then. I saw how I saw my journey, like, was really hard at the beginning. I was like, man, I'm glad I got to enjoy being a high school senior and go to my prom and things like that. I felt like that was what was best for me, even if Ohio, even if Cathedral uh, would have allowed that. I would have tried, but I think I wouldn't have necessarily enjoyed it like I did uh, my journey, how it played out. So I think to each is their own. Um, if a guy feels like they can handle it um, and the coaching staff feels like that as well, then they should be somebody who has that opportunity. Um, but I don't think guys should necessarily feel bad if they if they don't necessarily get that opportunity as well.
0: Do you ever? I mean, you're in the NFL now. You you're done with your rookie season. You mm-hmm. you know are making money to play football. Like right the the road you took to Ohio State, and we've talked about it ad mm-hmm. nauseum. You and I, and right? Like, do you ever look back and just shake your head and be like, "Holy crap! How different could that have been for your?" I mean maybe 2020 as maybe you would have gone to Purdue in, in the year mm-hmm. 2020. If it, it, you know right. the, the program back then wasn't where it is now at Purdue mm-hmm. or in Indiana, right. but like you went out on a limb and bet on yourself that mm-hmm. you, that you would get the Ohio state offer. Like when you think back on it, what is the one thing that you take away from this entire journey and like moving forward? Yeah. What, have, what have you learned about yourself? I guess. Um, just how, how strong my
1: faith is, one, and two, just good things that come, good things come to those who work really hard and just, and believe and have faith. I I feel like not only in their self or, you know, a higher power, um, but for me, I knew I, I was a guy who was willing to work hard. I was a guy who was unselfish and I feel like I brought value to any team or organization. And, um, you know, that challenge that I got from Coach Meyer, I didn't really have any intentions of committing as quick as I did after that. But, you know, after my visit and talking to him and I just knew out of my college experience, you know, guys don't go in knowing what, you know, how do I know is this place perfect for me? But I knew I wanted to be somewhere I was going to be maximized as a person, as a student um, and all around and have a chance to play in the NFL and be around the best. And um, you know, I wouldn't change my journey at all. So, and now um, Urban Meyer talks great. about
0: you like you're Tim Tebow, like this, <laughs> yeah. you're you're Ohio yeah. State's Tim Tebow.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of greats outside of me. Um, me and Coach Meyer still have a great relationship to this day, uh, but I think it's just the person you try to be, in the sense of being yourself. Um, you know, being somebody who's respected and works hard, and uh, people take account to that. And I feel like. Um, once I started putting myself to the side, because it's so hard at Ohio State. Everybody wants to be the guy. Right. You come from being the guy at your high school. and um, But embracing your role, whatever that is on the team, I try to preach that to those guys I still talk to on the team. You may be the gunner, but be the best gunner. You know what I mean? Because everybody plays an intricate role. And you earn that respect from the other guys by, you know, giving 110% to whatever your role is.
0: Did you wear number 25 at Cathedral because of Rocket Ishmael?
1: Nah, to be honest. Do you even I know who Rocket Ishmael is? Like... No, I do. I do. He played for Notre Dame. Yeah. Is... I I didn't I didn't I didn't choose that number. It was kind of given to me, and uh, you know, so I kind of just really kept it. And then I kind of it's kind of weird now. I kind of wanted it before uh, I got to Ohio State, but somebody had it. So.
0: Well, last thing, Terry. I I, I enjoy talking to you, so I could keep going, but. um you were recruited by Urban Meyer. Uh, the challenge mm-hmm. was one thing, right? But like, the the guy who was your recruiting liaison, your primary recruiter, yeah. was Kerry Combs, mm-hmm. um, who obviously didn't coach your position. But Kerry's right. now in the NFL, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you played the Titans or not this year. But I'm sure if you mm-hmm. uh, did, he would have enjoyed scheming against you. Yeah. Carry now, there's a lot of rumors, speculation that he may end up back at Ohio State to replace Jeff Halfley. Right. What was it about him that made him so, I don't know, real as a recruiter that made him someone that you were like, I, I totally buy in and trust this guy?
1: Yeah. Well, he's, he's genuine, and people just throw real out there. I think he's just genuine. I think genuine is better than being real personally. Um, but he was a guy you knew who – had a track record of having success that was one um a guy who you knew loved you as a person and loved your family and wanted the best for you and he wasn't going to be easy on you and it seemed like the guys who he recruited were he was harder on those guys even more me damon webb guys like that um and coach combs and i still communicate to this day he, he congratulated me on um you know my success of this year and wish me a merry christmas and i congratulated him on the season that they're having. And um, you know, a guy like that is invaluable, whether he's your special teams coach, whether he's your, your quarterback's coach, whether he's your DB, whatever coach Combs is, um, every team needs one. Um, he's just going to improve your organization and and your team. So, um, I hope he, he does what's best for his family and I hope it works out for Ohio state and, and everybody involved. But, um, you can't put words in a price on coach combs
0: now uh, he just wants to win a super bowl maybe before any sort of decisions come up. i guarantee it (laughs) well look man terry thank you so much for joining uh this episode of burmanology and letterman row we love uh your success we're so happy for you and anytime that you want to swing by the letterman row office when you're in columbus let us know and we would be more than happy to get you some swag because we can, we can <laughs> oh, do that yeah. now, you know, like we, yeah. we, we can actually, <laughs> we can actually give you stuff now exactly. um, as opposed to, but before I couldn't even ask, you know, to if I could get, get you a picture of yourself. So I know. um, listen, thanks so much, man. Uh, keep up all the the hard work and the success and we will be in touch.
1: No doubt. I appreciate you guys for having me and all the support you've always given me and um, I'm a big fans of you guys and, continue to make Ohio State strong. Thanks, Terry. See you. Appreciate you.